0: His transportation credentials span design and operation of rural and regional transit systems, intercity passenger rail, and planning for high-speed rail development. Under Pat's leadership, the North Carolina Rail Division has been nationally recognized for their innovations in improving highway railroad crossing safety, sealed corridor implementation, development of multimodal stations, and intercity passenger uh, train operations. Pat's presentation will focus on North Carolina's success in the operation of intercity rail corridor and expansion plans that they undertaken at this time. Pat. You're get me back to the front slide? Yes, sir. Yeah. Go. Thank you for yep. the introduction. Oh, there you go. Cheesecake. Cheesecake. <laughs> uh, when Nazi introduced the panel, he said that uh, we were experts and we had 85 years of expertise among us. <laughs> it caused me to, to recall one of my favorite quotes by the physicist Niels Bohr. He said, an expert is someone who has worked in the field long enough to have made all of the mistakes. So, there you have it. Now how do I go forward? I click on the left? Yes. With the map? Yeah, you can do that. Or you can use this button, button right? here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. Ooh. Uh, all organizations have a mission. Here you see uh, some of ours. I will point out that although today's presentation deals with our passenger program, that's really uh, a small part of what we do overall. I tell folks when I speak that that's our sex appeal. It's the component of our program that people are very interested in, uh, but by and large, it's a small part of it. <laughs> We have statutory responsibilities that uh, many of you share for a wide variety of uh, involvement with the railroad industry. Uh, and pointed out some of the challenges to introducing new service. I'm going to go over some of how we've approached that very issue. We've done it in kind of a macro uh, sort of way. Uh, we, we've been involved with uh, the Seal Carter, which is a crossing safety program. I tell people that crossing safety is the Currency of working with freight railroads. It's what they understand and it impacts their business in a very real way. Um, along the way, we bought a railroad, we uh, renovated uh, uh, all of our historic uh, train stations on our routes, and we developed new multimodal centers where that was practical to tie in with our uh, regional and local transit systems, and we've made investments in track and signal. Uh, Sealed Carters, uh, you can read about it on our website, our www.bytrained.org website. It's highly effective. It's about 95% more effective than traditional uh, gates and lights, and it's not new technology, uh, but there is good science behind it. We did not uh, undertake when we started the rail division in 1994 to redevelop railroad engineering as as an art form within our department, but indeed we we have. Uh, We partner with Norfolk Southern and the railroad we own, the North Carolina Railroad, we do preliminary engineering and design on track improvements. Norfolk Southern, uh, because they are the operating entity, have the final (coughs) say-so in that and uh, review, and they actually do the construction. This is uh, not the Milwaukee interchange, Frank, but this is one one of our larger projects there in uh, Greensboro, North Carolina, Uh, and it's not uh, (coughs) high-end railroad engineering. It's lengthening sidings, reconstructing, uh, interlocking, super-elevating tracks, adding double-track, adding capacity, uh, simply. Uh, Also, we uh, installed signals uh, over dark territory. That too comprises capacity both to benefit the freight and the passenger operation. And now comes the part where I've got to go forwards and backwards. So I can do that with this button? I believe so. Okay. Um, How many recognize a train performance calculator run? Uh, (laughs) uh, uh, Going from left to right, this is from Raleigh to Charlotte. And the point of which is... uh, uh, if you look at uh, the the very top of it, the vertical lines are station stops where the train uh, reduces speed to zero and actually stops. And if you look at the top line, you'll see on the uh, left-hand portion of the screen that it used to be our top speed between Raleigh and Greensboro was 60 miles an hour. And then between Greensboro and Charlotte, there were a few places where we got up to 79 miles an hour. Now we've made a partnership investment uh, I went backwards. I need to go forward. Now watch the top line, and you see that we pushed it up. Going back, now forward, you see that we pushed it up. So what we've done is we've increased the speed of operation of our passenger trains more towards the conventional top end of 79 miles an hour. We've done that in partnership, and we've done that through conventional railroad improvements. Um, It also happens to be on the federally designated high-speed rail corridor, which sometimes confuses folks, and it really confused our railroad partners initially because they knew that they were officially against high-speed rail development, uh, but they understood adding uh, passing sightings and signalizing dark territory and super-elevating track and and those kinds of things. Uh, Translation, and this is the travel time in minutes in our primary market between Raleigh and Charlotte. Uh, When we started the program, it was about four hours and five minutes uh, operating time. Uh, This year we'll go below uh, automobile competitive 180 minutes travel time and uh, that makes a lot of difference. I think that's part of why we're seeing uh, some of the resurgence in North Carolina that we're seeing to our passenger system uh, that's beyond what we we see nationally and beyond what we see due to just uh, fuel. It's competitive. Operations and facilities, uh, those uh, gentlemen in the upper left-hand corner are uh, temporary part-time rest area custodians, that's the classification our department has for folks that work at our stations, that uh, the stations that aren't large enough to attract uh, or support uh, Amtrak staffing. Uh, we help our traveling public by putting up these blue information signs on our highway system, uh, 1-800-BY-TRAIN, that's our, our toll-free number. And if you call there, when you're in North Carolina, your telephone call will be answered by inmates at the Women's Correctional Facility. Uh, So you can see we've been innovative in stretching our dollar, but we've learned that people like to talk to other people, uh, not disrespecting the the use of the internet or uh, voice uh, response telephone systems, but people do like to speak with someone else uh, uh, as they ask about uh, their train travel. We convert about forty to 50,000 uh, calls per year into ticket sales for Amtrak. Uh, we don't sell tickets through the Women's Correctional Facility. <laughs> Station improvements. We undertook to uh, renovate all of our uh, old stations here. You see some of the work in progress. All of those are completed now uh, and they are major investments in partnership with our communities. We acquire the stations. We turn them over to the local communities for management. We put in uh, 90% funding to renovate them. Uh, it is up to the locality to determine what happens when the trains aren't there. So we have everything from a city council <laughs> that's housed in our train station to a chamber of commerce to picking and grinning on Saturday nights, those of you that like uh, bluegrass, and a variety of other things that uh, serve broader community purposes, but they all serve a great purpose in, in uh, our riders every day. We've undertaken some uh, uh, new station projects. Uh, The one in the upper right hand corner with the brick towers in Cary, North Carolina. This is actually a DMV office. Uh, They will be getting out of that office at the end of the month and we'll be moving in and occupying the full building. Just today we're in part of it. Across the bottom you see some of our concepts for our largest and my personally most terrifying project upcoming (laughs) in Charlotte, North Carolina. We own 32 acres nine city blocks of downtown Charlotte, one of the fastest growing uh, communities in in America. And somehow or another, we're going to develop into a public-private partnership. We have developers that very much would like to have access to the properties that we own, and we're willing, I'm willing, to do that in exchange for money. We'll figure that out. Uh, Earlier, Ann had a checklist of things that you needed to do if you're going to get into the business. Among those things were you needed equipment. When we got into the business of contracting with Amtrak for the Piedmont, uh, they said, well, look, we don't have any equipment. We don't have any power. Uh, So we bought equipment. We bought power. They said, well, we don't have any way to take care of it, so we built a rail maintenance facility. That's what you see in the upper left-hand corner. It happens to be on Capitol Boulevard in Raleigh and that's capital with an A, and it uh, signifies the amount of investment that you have to be prepared to, uh, to make. In the upper right-hand corner, you see one of our before pictures of one of our rail cars. Someone uh, had uh, asked, what does it look like or where do you start from? Uh, we start with a particular body type. Uh, on the lower left-hand corner, you see one of our recent rollouts from uh, Delaware Car Company in Wilmington, Delaware. They do our renovations. Uh, it's not as easy as it looks there either. Uh, it takes a lot of expertise and time to develop new systems uh, to complete those rail cars. They are completely rebuilt. Every uh, function within the cars are modernized and made new, and you see them on the, in- uh, the interior shot on the lower right hand corner. Our passengers like them. They, they're taller, they've got a greater <coughs> seat pitch, so you have room. They have large windows so you can see out. So we're very proud of what we produce. Anywhere we can put North Carolina products into our rail cars, we do. Uh, Yesterday, we held a pre-bid conference for our next round of car renovations. It took five and a half hours to go through all the questions that the vendors had. Uh, But it's uh, it's an important part of our, our program. I very much wish that we had the ability in this country to purchase new equipment. Uh, We've not been able to put that together yet, and I thank Frank for his leadership and other Senator Durbin for recognizing that that is a a major issue for this country. Uh, Just at the time we need to add service, uh, we're hamstrung because we don't have the capability to do that. Uh, Ours is not a perfect solution, but it works for us, certainly on on an interim basis. Now, this is uh, where we're going in the future with uh, high-speed rail development. Uh, the red line you see on the chart is, is what we refer to, well actually all these lines, are what we refer to as CSER, Southeast High-Speed Rail Corridor. If you go to sehsr. Or E-H Caesar, dot org, you'll find out more information about what we're up to. Between Charlotte and Raleigh, we know pretty much what we need to do out there on the railroad, and I see my colleague Kevin Page back there in the back with the Virginia Department of Rail and Public Transportation I can guarantee you he knows what he needs to do between Richmond and uh, Washington, D.C., to uh, take that uh, component of the corridor to a higher level. Today we are engaged in how do we connect the two between Raleigh and Richmond. Uh, there's a little bit of uh, track remaining between Raleigh and Norlina, which is CSX transportation. There is a corridor uh, between Norlina, North Carolina, and Petersburg that is fallow, the fiber optics line holds it in place uh, by and large. Uh, That is where we're doing the preliminary engineering. One of the challenges we have in working with the Congress is someone always wants to know who's ready to go, who's got a project that we can build, where can we make an investment. I'm here to tell you we're trying to be there at that table and be as ready as we know how to be. Uh, We have a record of decision uh, between Charlotte and Washington DC when we completed that That was the largest environmental impact statement I'm aware of uh, and that the record of decision was signed by FHWA, Federal Highway Administration, in North Carolina and Virginia and by the Federal Railroad Administration. Uh, Today we're out there, uh, we're actually no longer in the field. Our folks are are doing the the writing and the uh, desktop work now that will take us to the 30% level of engineering. We'll be out in the uh, field in about a year's time with a draft. Update uh, to the EIS just for Raleigh to Richmond. Um, I was glad that Secretary Buschelikey said he was kind of a he was mainly a highway guy. Even though this is a high-speed rail corridor project, it is predominantly highways because of all the Y lines, all the tie-ins, all the crossings between Raleigh and the state line. There's something like a hundred bridges that we're going to have to build as part of this rail project. Those bridges are highways over rail. So we have to do a lot of work with each of the communities to make those new tie ins, to make the crossing closures. And again, if you go to Caesar and if you're a real glutton for punishment, you can see uh, we've got these illustrations for the entire length of the Raleigh to um, Richmond corridor. Does all of this do any good? Uh, this is a graph of our ridership since 1984. What we've seen is a trend line growth of 6% per year. Uh, I don't know if that's good or bad, it is what it is. You'll see some of the variations uh, in the blue dotted line as we have made changes to our service. Uh, this year, just like everyone else, we're having astounding growth. From October through July, uh, ridership in our state is up trend line over those months, 20%. Uh, last year, we transported around 575,000. Passengers, uh, uh, North Carolinians, or people that are originating or terminating their trip in North Carolina, this year we think we'll close in on 700000 Our fare box recovery ratio is right at about 75%. Translation, our subsidy is about 25%. Um, our revenues this year are up some 23%, and that's uh, due in large measure to the partnership we have with Amtrak, as they manage or help us to manage uh, the fare box recovery and to uh, to try and balance what's the maximum fare we can have and still attract riders. Now, this is a graphic of population growth between now and 2030. It was put together by the Bureau of the Census. You see the southeast is, are, are the hot states, the states where we're going to have growth above 20 percent. Uh, North Carolina is going over 52 percent between now and the year 2030. Is John Hardy still here, South Carolina? Anyone here from South Carolina? Gosh, please don't tell John I said this, but in North Carolina folks sometimes say that growing by 52% is the equivalent of of absorbing the entire state of South Carolina's population. (laughs) Uh, So that gives you an idea of the growth that we're looking at. Uh, In Florida, I think you're up uh, 80% is what the Bureau of the Census projects, which is even more frightening. uh, of course, uh, uh, Georgia and South Carolina uh, also are going to be up big. So what are you going to do about it? <laughs> That's the question. Uh, this is our existing service which you see in North Carolina is mainly north-south. Uh, we happened to get train service in North Carolina because <coughs> we were between New York and Florida, not because it was a market. Uh, we've developed our own market. Uh, about two-thirds of our population and our economic growth occur between Charlotte, North Carolina and Raleigh. That's what we call or refer to as the Piedmont Crescent. Our leadership in our state both at the gubernatorial level and at the legislative level have been excellent in supporting our program, but the practical reality is we're a state that's elongated east to west. Uh, We're moving from a rural to an urban state, so one of the issues that our legislators have is what are you doing for me? Does that sound familiar? Uh, Thus, our longer range plans are to develop service uh, to western North Carolina, out to Asheville, uh, and to eastern and southeastern North Carolina. This is in addition to the improvements uh, on the uh, corridor between Raleigh and Charlotte where we'll be adding uh, new service next year, Uh, but we see the east-west connections as feeder system to the north-south spline or north-south spine for, uh, for North Carolina and in feeding into the national system. Uh, obviously we need federal uh, partners and that's not just with funding but with vision and leadership so that what we're able to cobble together as a program is compatible with what you're able to do in your state. Uh, obviously too, we need to continue our work with the freight railroad community, the host railroads, to help them add capacity both for freight and for passenger service. And this is uh, really our vision. This uh, Shot is called double track sunset, and it's bidirectional signals. Thank you very much for uh, the opportunity to be with you this morning. Thank you very much, Pat.